0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, One Rental at a Time. This is The Three Amigos. This is round two. Round one was Matt wound up just giving it the business to Graham Stefan. What we're going to do in round two is we're going to take the topic of I'm selling, I'm selling rentals, and we're going to talk about it from The Three Amigos because two of us have sold stuff. Mm -hmm. One of us has thought about it. So there are times that I'm selling is reality. But before we get started, let's welcome to the show, Dion, how you doing?
1: Howdy, doing great, ready for round two, and I want to say thanks again, Mike, for making every day Saturday, and if anybody watched my video that came out today, you know what's in here, and you know why the videos get more entertaining the further we go.
0: <laughs> Alien Vodka, should be the sponsoring
1: first, the video.
2: In the first ones, like Dion always thinks I'm wrong, by the end, he always thinks I'm
1: right. So. And cute, too.
2: <laughs> <Get> cuter, <than laughs> yeah.
1: water I drink.
0: <laughs> 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 Matt, how you doing?
2: I'm just doing super mortified, but super.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope you feel better. You got that off your chest. It was, you were, you were right on the edge. I've seen you go I hate harder. That
2: stuff. I hate uh, that stuff. Clearly, just, clearly, you just, hate that yeah, stuff. I hate that stuff. I really do. It's just like, you know, stop because most people don't consider the position that people are in to make those decisions, mm-hmm. and. Dion always says it best. Don't compare your year one to my year ten. Don't Dion never compares his year ten to my year twenty. Yeah. Don't. So let's let. Let's I compare say. to your twenty all the time. Yeah, it's
0: Dude. okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's throw our W twos on the table. Let's see what happens. Exactly. I, I get, we're sales guy. We get. Hey, listen.
2: W twos. I win. But yes, tax- <laughs> this year,
0: <laughs> I win and I lose. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, you know what? Let's talk about selling. Because again, that was that was yeah. the title of Graham's video. It says, I'm selling. Kind of really short and sweet. Uh, we've already kind of talked about it in detail in one. But I want to talk about I'm selling for legit reasons. Um, we're going to go to Dion first. Uh, as I recall, 16 units, 12 years, just retired. Um but has actually thought about selling a unit, but it's not for the reasons uh, that, uh, that Graham was doing. It wasn't because he were, didn't raise rents, didn't do this, didn't do that. Uh, so Dion, let's talk about your situation, where you are today and why you think it might be a real business reason to sell one. Let's talk about it.
1: Yeah, so I've I've had the thought process, right? Yeah. So I haven't sold. So, so the first thought process is determining my goals. If my goal aligned more with your guys's of growing large portfolios, and creating those machines, I would have recycled capital. I probably would have sold 1031 and grown more faster. But that's not my goal. My goal was financial freedom to make work optional. Thought I would continue working, but then eventually time freedom won out. Uh, so I retired. No longer have the W two, with sixteen rental units on seven properties. They're small multifamily. So it didn't take hundred units. It didn't take a thousand properties. It took seven properties with sixteen units the cash flow is about 5 times what it takes me to live mm-hmm. so i'm going to multiply what i do to try to enjoy life more and see what i can spend money on I'm like we made a video earlier today mike on teach me how to spend money um but i'm looking forward to that so to increase cash flow and add to the lazy getting its way i might sell my single family house that's paid off take that money i would walk away with about 400,000 uh after taxes, after agent fees and pay off to the mortgages on two duplexes, adding the principal and interest from both of those mortgages to my cash flow, increasing how much I make every month, decreasing the amount of work from 16 hour, no, 20, 24 hours a month to maybe 22 hours a month because the one property is gone. Uh, I haven't done it. It would make sense to do it. it it's the, the best thing about financial trading is having options. Yeah, you don't have to don't have to.
0: Yeah. So again, for me, your story is, you know, again, go back to his bigger pockets. If you guys haven't watched his bigger pockets episode, you're missing out. It's do you remember the title? It's something, the lazy landlord or something. If you
1: go on YouTube and you look for bigger pockets episode four, four, eight, it'll pop up. And it's something like the lazy man's guide to investing or something like that.
0: Yeah. So it has lazy in it. Dion likes to pretend like he's lazy. You and I probably both don't think he's particularly lazy, smart, right? There, and there is a difference. He's efficient. But yeah, it makes sense, right? If his goal was to maximize um, laziness, to use his word, it get, I get, kind of makes sense, right? Sell one asset, pay off the others, and cash flow goes up. Great option. Lots of people don't have that choice, right? Because you spent time early on when you only can get four loans, chunking the loan off so you could get a fourth loan, then they changed it up from four to 10, right? So, you know, kind of how time worked out. So it's interesting. Let's go to you, Matt. Um, You have, I know you have at least that lake house listed. I don't know if it's sold, Uh, but you've, you've sold others over the years. Why do you sell?
2: Um, Well, aside from being the only person here that I just realized
0: has not been on bigger pockets. Mm -hmm. What the
1: hell?
0: What the hell? Yeah. Well, but don't worry. I won't be invited back because (laughs) apparently I don't like one of their alums and, and they have personal attacks of me or something.
2: So, why do I sell? So, I sold in 20, I sold in the middle towards the end of 2020. I sold two buildings. Um, and oh,
0: buildings, not just houses. No, so one was a house, one was a building. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, do you yeah. sell or exchange? Just to use the right vocabulary. Um, so both
2: of those I exchanged 1031 exchanged. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, and so for me, every exercise, not physical. Yeah, that's gonna say
0: stop lying. <laughs>
2: Every exercise that's mental, um, it's all based on the Buck method, which is best use of capital.
0: Oh, I like that Buck method. Yeah, you, you are good. It's true. It's hey, folks, sure if you cool. haven't, let's just be very clear: if you haven't figured out who the smartest three amigos it, you're not paying attention because <laughs> it is clearly Matt. Yes, the ninth grade dropout is the smartest of the three of them. Oh, not even a horse race. Yeah. But Go ahead, tell us about so, the Buck
2: method. Well, thank you for that,
0: but I still don't believe it. But anyway.
2: Um, yeah, especially once we get together and we're close. out in the Las Vegas desert, you will see I do lots of stupid stuff. So yeah. So the we're so not the, saying who's the yeah. oldest or the maturest.
0: <laughs> we said the smartest. Yeah, I dropped it. The, I,
2: I dropped it at ninth grade, not because I couldn't pass any of the tests anymore, but because they were just like, We really think we should keep you back so you can further mentally develop with the other children. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like back off. Still um, waiting. Yeah, yeah. It didn't happen anytime soon. So um, it confuses people. It's a 14-year-old, man's body. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I sold or exchanged those properties because we're always about buck, you know, best use of capital. Always, 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 all the time. And so I had a bunch of money tied up into that house and I could have refied out and done this and done that. But the margin was garbage. The margin was like 4% or something. And I was just like, nope, got to let this property go. And that, the, the cash from that one deal... Um, you know, turned into, I think, two other deals that the net is about 3000 bucks a month. So the best use of capital was to go through the transactions. I'm not, I'm not in love with any of my properties. Like Mike says, I'll always let somebody overpay, but I'll also recognize that maybe even not overpaying, but just ability to access equity or the capital that I have in a given deal if the best you're going to get is 70% LTV loan to value from a refinance, if the best you're going to get is 70%, then I did that on one of my deals. I had five, it was worth about 550 to $575,000. It was what the house that I started my million dollar challenge with, where I turned one purchase of a house at $250,000 into a million dollars worth of real estate within 12 months, nothing special, nothing fancy, but just really smart. And so at the end of the day, when I looked at that deal, I had, I bought it for 250. I think I put 65 into it. So I was into it for 315. But when I refied it, the most the bank was going to give me was like 390. Hmm. So at the end of the day, that was going to put another 70,000 bucks in my pocket. It was kind of like, or 75,000 bucks, that 75,000 wasn't even enough to buy another duplex. Right. So it made far more sense. Best use of capital, buck. It made far more sense to buck the system. And sell the thing, and try and sell it off market, which I did, no problem. One of the contractors that worked on the house bought it because he's like, I want to get into real estate. I was like, this is a great deal. It cash flows. I knew I was giving him a good deal. And we sold it for five fifty. I got access to the other one hundred and sixty thousand bucks. The bank wasn't going to give me access to, so I had the one sixty plus the seventy. Guess what that did? That gave me enough money to buy another two duplexes. Exactly. That cash flow about. 4,000 bucks a month. So it's always comes down to best use of capital. I'm not married to any of my assets. And so at the end of the day, it will always make sense for me to evaluate. I always buy everything thinking I'm going to keep it forever Agreed. until I don't. Yeah, And you just have to be in constant review of your portfolio. I have things that I'm looking at that somebody's talking about making me this big off market, you know, cash deal. I didn't say, no, no, absolutely not. I said, sure, feel free to put the numbers together. Here's what the numbers are. Mm-hmm. And I and we'll see, and not numbers like this is what I'm willing to sell for. Here's what the numbers are on the building, because I know I'm basically pretty close to market rent. Mm-hmm. So they can figure something out. They want to bring me a deal. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Sure. Sounds good.
0: Yeah, so I've sold for three different reasons. Uh, and really kind of all this stuff is awesome. So the first thing is kind of in my story is, uh, Matt was right. I, I'll sell whatever's expensive, right? If you want to overpay, by all means, right? I look at my properties every day. Not married to one. If you want to overpay, I'll let you. But the one thing, kind of with the 1031 story, because that's where I start. Um, again, Bruce Norris, Norris Group saved me. Aaron Norris, rest in peace. He, we lost him about a month ago. Uh, changed my family's life, changed Olivia's life, because they really told me that, that that my market at the time was unaffordable, and I had no idea no idea what i was looking at i knew i couldn't buy the ninth house but i didn't know why so back in 2006 i went to a bruce norris event changed our lives i validated what i saw so we 1031 all of our houses again i'm i've been somebody doing this 22 years i i did i knew prices were high i knew they were unaffordable i did not see the crash come at least 75 percent, which what my market did but we, we went from eight to 80 units in about a year and a half so um You know, we're old time, right? We've been doing this since the last crash and saved us. So again, um, best use of capital, buck. I love that. Never heard of that before. Uh, For me, it was about growing. So that's the first thing I think about is your phase of investing. I talk about in my book, stages of investing. We went from beginning to growth. That was the first why we sold. Purposeful growth is what I was looking at. Second time we sold, 2019. I had an apartment building. Actually, something we got back at one of the 1031s was this building. I was staring at this building. I've watched it for years. Cap rates is something that apartment buildings are sold on. This building's cap rate, naturally speaking, is eight and a half. I could sell it sub six and a half, probably six, three, six, two. I forget what the actual number was. A stupid number. Mm. And the building needed $200,000 in investments, which I could have made but I had better use of capital. I had no idea a pandemic was coming. This is 2019, October, November. I sold it. I did not have something to 1031 into. I I paid the taxes, put a bunch of money away. 2020 happens. We have a pandemic. The person who bought my building lucked out. First off, they put 200K in it because it needed it. But cap rates went from, call it, 6.3 to 4.8. They made a bunch of money and they sold it. The next person that got it, they're going to be in trouble.
2: The good news is you might be getting it back.
0: <laughs> yeah. No good. Yeah, yeah, And with all the work done. Yeah, with all the work done. And it's going back to eight and a half. And if you know anything about cap rates, they typically go the other direction. So this might go to nine, nine, two, nine, three at yes. some point. Yes. So again, first time I sold, lever up. Second time, selling at peak prices and avoiding capital investment. Now the fir- third and final time I sold. And this is the last thing I sold. This was 2021, maybe early. No, 21. I have a triplex that I've owned for a long time. Whatever reason, this triplex just, you, sometimes you have a property, you just feel snake bitten. It's like, mm-hmm. God damn it. Again, again with this stupid thing. So at this point, I've been retired, been retired many years. And when I went back, and because every year I go to my account, just like you guys, mm-hmm. and do my taxes. And it turned out this one property, which is 1% of my portfolio, 1.5% of my portfolio, was causing a disproportionate amount of headaches and time and stress. Well, not really stress, because I don't really have stress issues. And I'm like, F that. I could sell that property and get rid of, you know, I don't know, 30% of my headaches. Done. So those are the three reasons I've sold. So again, I live on my cash flow. My daughter will live on our cash flow once I'm dead and gone. I'm, you know, I sell for a couple of reasons. You want to overpay by all means. Uh, and then again, I will sell if, if any, I, I will do it again. If one of my properties, if 1% of my properties are 40% of my headaches, you bet your ass that property is going buy bye. So those are the three reasons I've sold. What do you think, Dion, going back to you?
1: I think it's great. I think the person thinking of whether they want to buy or sell really needs to look at their end goals. Does holding it, does selling it get you to your end goals? If, and watching the market and knowing what's going on, if better use of capital or appreciation, principal pay down, the lazy path, recycling cash flow is what works for you, there isn't a right way. There's a way that works for you, and you have to figure out what that is. And it's completely different for each one of us.
0: Yeah. And Matt, what about you?
2: Yeah, I mean, did you ever put together that the first house you ever bought was Norris Drive and that Norris Group was the one that...
0: No, I didn't. Together? Well, I mean, yeah, it, I, I, it's pretty oh, cool that that tied together, but yeah. It's kind of interesting, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't know anybody
2: named Bartlett, but
0: whatever. Yeah. So,
2: <laughs> or Marina Drive. <laughs> I don't yeah. know anybody there, but yeah, I mean, I think that that's actually the case. I think it's just like anything else. We've all become really successful. We all have different models. And so it's just proof that, but the most, the consistency between everything is that we are absolutely operators. Yeah. Whether you're an operator through your PM or you're an operator through, you know, just the you're but you're the face to your, mm-hmm. to your tenants. Either way, you got to be an operator. There's no such thing as set it and forget it and come back to it in a month. And let's see how it is. Yeah. It's, doesn't it, that's, and those are the guys that, quite frankly, before they know it, one of the guys that actually posted about my Section 8 story, he actually posted, he said, yeah, I just didn't check in on them. And before I knew it, I had $18,000 in damages that I had to take care of.
0: Now,
2: that can happen with any tenant. That's not a Section 8 thing. However, it was because he believed in that program he was more able to take more of a back seat. And that didn't work for him. And I feel bad for him. That's horrible. But I can tell you this, he doesn't manage anything like that now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What I I want to kind of close with on this topic is all three of us, our intention once we buy an asset was to hold it forever. Mm -hmm. As you watch the market cycle, as you learn, as you choose to recycle capital or income snowball or you get a problem property, there are options to sell. It's not like we have never sold. Two of us have sold and sold on purpose. One of us is thinking about it. Again, willy, won't he, doesn't matter. We do think about selling sometime, but not today. I just thought I'd throw that in. (laughs) (laughs) That was for you, Dion. Uh, Dion, where can people
1: find you? Right here on YouTube, Dion Talk Financial Freedom.
0: And Matt? Dion
2: wouldn't be selling if he had done a cash out refi.
0: But lumberjack like like when we told them a couple of months. I mean,
2: just saying, like when you had a W two, it would be perfect. But anyway, I digress. Lumberjack landlord on YouTube and Instagram. We all know it's not your model. And eleven thirty a.m. Eastern Time live streams.
0: Awesome, thanks, guys.